Off-road. Offload. All the latest news from the Cherry and Whites. Hello and welcome to the latest Gloucester Rugby podcast in partnership with Mitsubishi Motors in the UK. I'm Sam Lloyd and coming up in this month's programme... We talk performance with the club's analysis. It's a sport that I love and I'm passionate about. And I think the real benefit is actually seeing things that you talk about and implement during training, sort of take that transition onto the field. Find out what happens when a member of the squad interviews a rider at the Mitsubishi Motors Badminton Horse Trials. How many points do you get for a try and a conversion? I'm going to be very disappointed with myself here because I really should know. And we reflect on the season and indeed look ahead with the director of rugby. We're two years into what we knew would be a long-term plan. We have progressed and next year will be a huge year for us. But first, let's start with the latest in our backroom staff features as I caught up with Darren Lewis, who gave me an insight into the analysis department at the club. The coaches work really closely with the players, making sure they know their roles from various scenarios that they might find themselves in a game. That's reflected back in training, so the things that we prepare for during the week, you know, hopefully they're going to come good for us on the weekend so the players can take the field confident in, in what they've prepared, understand what they need to do and, and, and execute it under pressure. So there's a lot of information that gets fed into the players. Everyone's got a slightly different role in, in different situations. There's certainly no hiding places. Everything gets reviewed from system things to do with the team's attack and defence to individual technique with regard to kicking, passing, tackle technique, breakdown entry and all that sort of stuff. So there's a lot of knowledge the boys need to take away, but hopefully that gets built up during the week and, and over the course of the season. And I guess the technology that's available to us now makes your job perhaps easier? Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, we, we collect sort of different views of, of matches, so we've got a sort of focus view for, as I said, sort of tackle and carry technique and things like that. We've got a, a, a high behind so we can see sort of space on the field and, and the shape that we're, we're trying to fall into. In terms of technology, you know, the, the conditioners use GPS units, so every metre is measured, uh, all sort of high-intensity efforts are measured. Um, so combined with the number of tackles, passes and physical contributions the boys provide on, on a weekend, there's all that sort of physical data as well. So it's a sport that I love and I'm passionate about. And I think the real benefit is actually seeing things that you talk about and implement during training, sort of take that transition onto the field. And I'm watching sort of... You know, the younger players develop as rugby players and people, but also the satisfaction that the one thing that you might have prepped for, which might be the smallest thing in the week, the plan comes good. So all those sorts of things make it worthwhile. And it's a lot of work, but very rewarding at the same time. Hi, I'm Laurie Fisher, head coach at Gloucester Rugby. You're listening to Offload, Offload. The latest podcast from the Cherry and Whites. Now let's change sports for a moment as 2016 marks the 25th year of sponsorship by Mitsubishi Motors in the UK at the world-famous Badminton Horse Trials. So, as some of the Gloucester rugby players were at the event, we got Richard Hibbard and top three-day eventer Piggy French to have a chat. If you were an eventer, what do you think would be your strength? Uh, well, it wouldn't be my weight for starters. Those poor horses. Uh, jumps probably. I, I like the jumps. I'm brave enough, so I thought I'd go for them. If you were a rugby player, what position would you be? Gosh, I definitely wouldn't be in the scrum. <laughs> definitely not. I'd probably 
try and be the kicker. I don't know what that's called. So that um, I don't think they're tackled so much, I don't think, are they? They're not, no. <laughs> Do you have any hidden talents? I'm sure I've got lots, but um, I can't think of one right at the top of the head. We might come back to that question. Have you got any hidden talents? None I can mention there. <laughs> Three dinner guests you would invite. They can be dead or alive. Oh, gosh. Um, let me think. Um, oh, um, AP McCoy would be one. Big fan of him. And actually, I'll stick with racing for two. Ruby Walsh, I'd love a night with Ruby and AP McCoy. Um, I'd just find their stories really interesting and could probably learn a lot also from their sport. Um, and Cheryl Cole. Oh, well, that just dragged the dinner party down, but... <laughs> <laughs> what number is the hooker? Absolutely no idea. What does RF mean in cross-country? Royal Fence. No, riderful. Oh. How many points do you get for a try and a conversion? I'm going to be very disappointed with myself here because I really should know. Um, seven. Oh, that is correct, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Happy days. For try, two for a conversion. I added up wrong then, actually. I thought it was five for a try and three for a conversion. So <laughs> actually being stupid helped me out. What three phases are there in eventing? Cross country. Jumps. Dressage? Yeah. Tell me something funny that happened to you whilst competing. Um, actually, at one of the trot-ups at the European Championships, it was quite a big occasion for me. It was the first time I was asked to represent the country for a team. Um, you, you go there to present your horse, but both your horse and yourself are as smart as you can be. So I had like a skirt on and a blouse and was looking the part. And um, unfortunately, when I was shopping for it myself, I brought stockings instead of tights because um, I'm really bad at these sorts of things and um, so it's all I had so I had to go with it but it was a really hot day and was walking around in my stockings for at least an hour before I had to present my horse and all had been fine but because it got hot when I started to walk the horse up um, a stocking fell down and I couldn't get it to stay up and oh my god I was embarrassed because I had to stand in front of the ground during in front of all the public and take a stocking off and hand it to our team manager in front of everyone um, really not a classy special moment but everyone else found it very funny I didn't and then continued the trot up only then to lose a shoe kick a shoe off um, halfway through on the runway so an absolute clanger but everyone else seemed to find it funny but um, I was pretty embarrassed I've had my shorts pulled pulled down in a tackle and the shorts with it Ooh. full frontal into a camera <laughs> <laughs> favourite teammate and why oh, I think our team's a good teammates there's loads of good boys there uh, my, one of my good mates in the team is James we're from the same town Talbot, uh, same school he's a year below me in school we joined the Ospreys together and he went to Perpignan, I came to Gloucester and then we joined up here, so it's, we can't get rid of the, the block. Cool. Thank you very much. Love yeah. you. Yeah, thank you very much. Pleasure to meet you. Good luck. I'm Henry Trinder and a fascinating fact about myself is I can juggle fire. Now, this month's Mitsubishi Motors roving reporter is 15-year-old Sam Smith, who caught up with Greg Laidlaw at badminton. Who's the most toughest opponent you've ever played against? Probably... Uh, Sebastian Chabal 
his big French number eight. He's a, he's, he's a tough old unit, and you know he liked to fly in the tackles. So certainly he, he'd be up there on that list. Apart from training, do you have any plans for the summer? Yeah, plans for the summer. I'm pretty busy actually. I'm off up to Scotland first, get a couple of games of golfing, hopefully, yeah, and I've got a little bit of time in the, in the Middle East and in, in Abu Dhabi and Dubai. So, and then off on tour with, with Scotland as well, which is always an exciting thing. What's your pastimes apart from playing rugby? I'm a big golfer. Yeah, it's, it's probably one of my other passions. Uh, a bit of time with the family as much as you can with a young family it's good to spend time with and uh, also when I get back up to Scotland I'm looking forward to catching up with the rest of the family as well You're at badminton today uh, do, you, do you have an interest in horses? I do a little and I used to ride uh, when I was younger and, and my wife um, did the same as well so it's, uh, it's good to come along here and we've got the weather for it today which, which is always a good thing and you know, just to take in the atmosphere Hi, my name is Rob Cook, and you're listening to Offload, Offload, the latest podcast from the Cherry and Whites. Now let's return to all the action on the field. And at the recent awards evening, I spoke to Director of Rugby David Humphreys to get his thoughts on the last couple of months. The Roundup. Off-road, off-load, off-road, off-load. The roundup from the Cherry and Whites. You get to the end of the season, you look back, and for us, I think there's a sense really of a, a number of missed opportunities. We started the season well, got ourselves at the start of March into a really strong position to compete for a top six place. But then, unfortunately, we, we hit a bad run of form and we didn't recover in time. And look, that's part of the learning. This team's got to learn from that. If we can learn from that challenging few weeks and understand that in this league it's so competitive that if you're a little bit off at any one time you're not going to win games but on the whole I do think we were a step forward in a large parts of our game but we've got a big pre-season ahead of us we're two years into what we knew would be a long-term plan we have progressed maybe not as quickly as we would like but we definitely have progressed and next year will be a huge year for us let's talk about some of the highs I must mention that fantastic win at the wreck against the old foe, shall we say, Bath. That really was a day to remember, wasn't it? There have been a number of highs. Obviously, the, the, the win in Bath was a big statement at the time. To beat Wasps, who at the time were the forum team in Europe, to beat Exeter at home again, who, who were in European Cup quarterfinals, and also probably one of our most complete performances of the season was the uh, draw we had with Harlequins at Twickenham just after Christmas. So, as there always are with Gloucester, there's lots of very, very good performances. There's some big highs that we will look back on, but there's also some that inconsistency, the word we use all the time, the great teams, the teams that are successful, they are consistent week in, week out in the level of performances. That is what we've got to do. For us, the big challenge, the big focus, what's going to drive us next season is getting those performances week in, week out that allow us to move up and compete at the top end. So that's it for this month and indeed the season, but we'll be back in the autumn for more behind the scenes, access all areas and exclusive interviews. So until the next time, from me, Sam Lloyd, it's goodbye. Off-road. Off-road. All the latest news from the Cherry and Whites.